Hello, and welcome to the latest podcast from the Lancet Oncology. Today, we're discussing a new paper on adjusting radiation doses using genome-based modelling. I'm joined by two authors of the paper. Now, gentlemen, please will you introduce yourselves? I am Dr. Javier torres Roca. I'm an associate professor at Moffitt Cancer Center in the Department of Radiation Oncology in Tampa, Florida. My name is Lewis Harrison. I am the chair of radiation oncology at Moffitt Cancer Center and I am a senior member and professor. Well, thank you both so much for joining us today. So, gentlemen, please could you provide a little background to your study? You tell me how and why a genomic-based clinical model to individually adapt the prescription of radiation therapy was developed. I think one of the forgotten uh, issues in the field of of, uh, clinical oncology is the fact that uh, radiation oncology is the most commonly utilized uh, treatment uh, for patients uh, with malignancy. In the United States, up to 50, 60 percent uh, of all patients receive radiation therapy. And in the UK, it's a little bit lower. It's more in the 35 to 40 percent range. But um, again, a large proportion of patients with cancer uh, will receive radiation therapy at some point of their, uh, of their treatment. And we think, Dr. Harrison and I, uh, we think that there, uh, there's a great opportunity to uh, improve the outcomes of patients that receive radiation by introducing uh, genomic technology into the decision-making that clinicians uh, make for the treatments uh, with radiation. So uh, I'll, I'll chime in here as well. I think that what, what we aspire to try to do is move away from the current paradigms that are used in radiation oncology uh, where pretty much every patient with a particular diagnosis of a particular histology, of a particular stage of cancer gets a course of radiation that's the same, that's based upon the factors of their TNM, TNM criteria, and based upon their original presentation. And what we aspire to try to do, and some of the roadmap was outlined nicely in this paper, what we try to do is try to understand that while the current paradigms are to treat everybody the same way, uh, all of the patients aren't the same. And there are many differences that we are not looking into and not identifying that could potentially and that undoubtedly do potentially change uh, a patient's prognosis and change the uh, way in which they should be treated in order to obtain the best outcome. And this is not identified in a TNM staging. It's not identified in a routine pathology report or in a routine imaging report. You need to look deeper. One of the ways of looking deeper is to look into the genomics. And this paper identifies genomic differences that exist in patients with respect to their sensitivity to radiation and how we could potentially exploit those differences into the clinic by radiating those patients to total doses of radiation that are informed by their genetic uh, signatures and by their genetic characteristics. And that moves us away from a one-size-fits-all, and it moves us more towards the paradigm of personalized medicine as applied to radiation therapy, uh, which is akin to personalized medicine as applied to chemotherapy or drug therapy, but this is the radiation therapy version. So I think you've uh, touched on it there, but could you, do you think you could provide me a nice little summary of the main findings of your study and its, you know, the, 
full depth of its potential clinical implications. The work is based on the development of a molecular signature that's um, called the radiosensitivity index, which is work that I developed over the last uh, decade, where essentially we uh, were looking for a signature that would predict uh, response to radiation. And so what we did previously was develop this signature uh, in cell lines and then validate the signature in multiple different clinical cohorts across multiple disease sites. So this specific work, what we did was that we integrated the uh, measure uh, for the radiosensitivity index into a, a standard mathematical framework for the linear quadratic model, which is a framework that has been utilized in radiation oncology to prescribe radiation for a long time. Um, and so this has been the basis of uh, dose and fractionation, which are the two things that clinicians do when they prescribe radiation, which is determine or decide the total dose of radiation and how much, you know, dose per day they're going to give. Um, and the linear quadratic model has been a backbone of how to determine those schedules of fractionation for the last 40 years. And within it, there is a parameter of radiation sensitivity. And uh, and when this is usually calculated, you know, we assume an average value for that parameter for everybody. So essentially what we did is that we integrated this individual measurement of radiosensitivity is an estimate of radiosensitivity at the molecular level that we integrated into that framework uh, that has been utilized for a long time, and then we came up with this novel concept that we call the Genomic Adjusted Radiation Dose, or GARD. Uh, the fundamental idea is that while we treat everybody with to the same physical dose in the current paradigm uh, that Dr. Harrison was alluding to, that doesn't have the same effect on every single individual. It doesn't have the same biological effect. And so the whole idea of this uh, novel model was to develop an approach to quantify the therapeutic impact of radiotherapy in individual patients. And essentially what we see in our, in our paper is that there's a wide variability or wide heterogeneity in the guard values that are obtained um, you know, from uniform dosing. So even though you're giving the same dose, this biological effect or this therapeutic effect that we're trying to quantify with guard you know, it can be threefold or sometimes fourfold uh, differences between uh, the maximum and the minimum. So I think that this is fundamentally uh, incredibly important because it gives us the first opportunity to prescribe radiation dose to match the radiosensitivity or the radioresistance of the tumor. So it's the first framework that allows biology-driven prescription of, uh, of radiotherapy. So as evidence of the va validity of GARD, we demonstrated that GARD predicted outcome in uh, five different, uh, five independent uh, data sets of so the higher GARD value that patients achieved, the better outcome that they had. And we also demonstrated that the GARD model was actually better than just the molecular signature alone. So in other words, when you combine the uh, molecular signature plus the information on dosing that the patients receive, that model is superior in predicting outcome than just the RSI. So we think that this, you know, essentially changes the paradigm of prescription uh, in radiation to a biology-based um, approach. It provides the uh, first opportunity to depart from the one-size-fits-all approach that Dr. Harrison uh, was referring to, but more importantly, it allows us to identify 
subsets of patients that may benefit from genomically informed dosing or genomic uh, radiation therapy, and it allows us to design clinical trials with genomic guidance you know, uh, and interventions uh, that are uh, designed in that specific way. So we think it, in, in many ways uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a new paradigm. Uh, we, we challenge the view that we have optimized radiation doses. All of our radiation doses in our field are of empiric origin. There's never been a scientific framework to establish optimal doses for patients. You know, the solutions uh, that we currently have in the clinic have been come to through the process of trial and error and empiricism. Uh, Most of them were inherited uh, from the times, you know, when radiation was practiced, you know, by clinicians in Europe and they observed responses. um, And we know many of these doses are safe and effective, but we certainly don't know uh, if they're optimal. And given the importance um, of radiotherapy and also given the fact that, you know, almost 40% of all cures of cancer are related to the effectiveness of radiation, uh, to think about the possibility that we have not yet optimized uh, all of this, I think it just, um, you know, emphasizes the great opportunity for the field moving forward. I would also add to that that the genomic foundations that Dr. Torres Roca uh, spoke about and that are outlined in this paper are one of the key foundational ingredients to doing what we talked about with respect to personalized treatment. But there are others, and, and others, uh, other aspects of this will be the topic of future publications that already uh, 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 mature in their review process and in their potential for acceptance. That involves, yes, using genomics and using RSI and GARD, but it also involves using special imaging, using modeling of tumor response, and and the ability to watch how tumors respond during a course of radiation, the uh, kinetics of their regression uh, allows that to be modeled. Uh, imaging of the tumors allowing us to look at spatial heterogeneity and other changes that occur during a course of treatment allow us to uh, potentially use the genomic information even more uh, specifically in adapting the treatment so that uh, ultimately not only are we talking about adapting the total dose that we give the tumor based upon genomics, but also adapting the volume of tumor, which, you know, where we have to give a higher dose, where we have to give a lower dose, because tumors are heterogeneous, they respond heterogeneously, and so we can get another layer of sophistication into the mix by looking beyond genomics and looking into these other areas, even though genomics is the foundation. Looking to the future, I'm interested in the next steps in validating the model's utility, particularly with how this model can be integrated with other techniques to enhance uh, precision medicine for cancer, as you touched upon in your last answer. So um, the next steps are to do clinical trials that look at various aspects to these questions. And we've already, uh, we're already quite far along in, in uh, the design of these trials and in seeking uh, IRB approval to do them. I think uh, one category of trials 
will be a combination of the things you've already heard. It's going to be looking at patients that we treat with radiation alone and using their uh, individual tumor response and their imaging uh, and correlating that with their RSI and GARD and using uh, that information and using RSI, RSI and GARD to deviate from what would be the typical dose prescription we might give to all those patients, because we would generally prescribe a total dose that's the same. And instead of doing that, we use their RSI and GARD and their response modeling to alter the total dose, altering it down, maybe even altering it up, but altering the, to altering the total dose based upon those features, but rooted in RSI, GARD, and genomics. So that's one set of trials, and those will be rooted in patients that are treated primarily with radiation. Uh, my guess would be the first trial we'll do in this regard is a head and neck trial, an oropharynx trial, but there may be others. Cervix is a good one uh, as well. There's another set of trials that have as a counterpart some clinical observations and pathological observations that we need to make that are rooted in patients in whom radiation is used preoperatively. And the ability to model those patients and use RSI and GARD to help us perfect, if you will, the preoperative radiation doses and dose distributions that we should use to take the genomics into account. And doing it in patients that are getting preoperative treatment allow us to ultimately get a surgical specimen you know, uh, down the pike and correlate the actual pathology and the, patho the pathologic response to the dose distributions that we use with the radiation and, and tying that back to the genomics to begin to uh, think of like an iterative loop of knowledge, if you will, to help us get to a point where we can more intelligently treat patients preoperatively and, and be informed by their pathologic specimen to use genomics and radiomics to understand better how we should spatially distribute dose in a way that gives us a better outcome, rather than, again, the one-size-fits-all, the one-dose-fits-all that we are using today. Yeah, and I, and I will add, uh, so that's all, it's all those uh, trials that Dr. Harrison referred to are, are currently um, in, in development here at, at Moffitt, uh, but I will add that, you know, a very a uh, key interest for us is uh, is understanding the interaction of the response to radiation and the activation uh, of the immune system. Uh, and we think that fundamentally that's a great opportunity for, uh, you know, for the field of radiation oncology. A lot of people feel that radiation might actually be uh, quite immunogenic. And we have quite a bit of data uh, supporting the idea that there is a relationship between the activation of the immune system by the host and the radiosensitivity, at least as determined uh, by the radiosensitivity index. So, so I think that there is also a great potential to identify subsets of patients that might be ideal candidates for combined immunotherapy uh, and radiation that will come out from these uh, approaches. Well, gentlemen, that's absolutely fascinating and so much potential for the future. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. Thank you very much.